eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another edition of the Spare Time Bowling Show. Uh, and make sure you download it, of course, on your Odyssey app where you download your favorite podcast at. Also, can check us out from time to time streaming on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Had problems with the microphones and streaming art today, uh, so that obviously is not going to happen. Joining us now uh, with uh, Dwight Albrecht and Phil Brylow and myself, he is Ryan Barnes, the newest young gun in the PBA Tour, joins us. Ryan, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. All right, I got to tell you something. So I, I got a seven-year-old uh, who just started bowling uh, this year without bumpers after bowling with bumpers, and we were watching Ooh. obviously the Players Championship. Uh, and right away, it's who's that? He looks, you know, he looks closer to my age than all these other dudes that I'm watching on TV or whatever. So then we had the whole conversation about how that was your dad and your mom and how great they were when they were bowling and so forth. Uh, how how is the connection between you and, and you know maybe some of the younger bowlers or whatever that you may have come across in your college bowling experience uh, and now in your young uh, PBA experience? Uh, I, I think I connect pretty well with those guys. I mean, it's really cool that I get to even uh, be able to connect with those guys. I didn't really think it's going to be a possibility a couple of years ago, and now uh, to be here is pretty pretty awesome. I mean, it was a pretty short. You know, path to stardom for you. I mean, you really didn't start taking bowling seriously, according to your dad, until the pandemic hit, and then yeah. it's just gone from there. Uh, how much of the of the improvement that you've done in such a short period of time has come from your family with your mom and dad, and how much has it come from like other things? Like, I know your dad has worked with Mark Baker for years, and you're on Team USA, so you get that coaching as well. What, what would you say the percentage of contributing to your success has been between family and then outside sources? Um, it's definitely like I want to. It's a little bit of everything. Uh, everyone's contributed, uh, but it's probably like you know thirty thirty, and then a lot of it's. Uh, I, hate, I hate to not be uh, humble, but a lot of it's me and uh, the hard work I I put in myself. But they obviously helped with the knowledge and and uh, the unfair advantages <laughs> on that side. Well, you've kind of gone from like a gym rat to a bowling rat, haven't you? I mean, it's not like you didn't weren't in sports before, and all of a sudden, hey, I'm just going to start bowling. You you've you've had a yeah. lot of other sports in your background as well, haven't you? Yeah, I played baseball. I played uh, I played basketball all four years of high school. Um, I played football. I played soccer. 
I went from spending like seven hours in the gym a day to just going to the bowl for that long and just just doing that. So, <laughs> all right, let's find out how good of an athlete you are. So, what position did you play in baseball? Uh, I played a little bit of everything. I played. Uh, I mainly my last year of baseball. I may have played second and outfield. Uh, I played catcher. I played third base. Played first base. I Utility pitched. type guy. All right, that's good. Uh, yeah. And then uh, basketball. I'm assuming you weren't center. So, what position uh, were you there? Well, considering I was five nine, I played the point guard. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was I was decent. I was more of a facilitator guy at the high school I played at. We were super stacked. Uh, there's a bunch of guys that are D1 and in the NBA now that I played with. So, wow, I was a pretty Ooh. I was a pretty low key guy. Who'd you play with? Uh, you know, Jalen Wilson. I played with him my junior year. Okay. Um, Jacoby Coles is at TCU. Yep. Um, time a guy. He's a, a lower end D1. Uh, Davion Harmon was there my junior year. Uh, you probably don't know who that is. He, he plays for the Knicks uh, G League team. Um, yeah, you did have a stacked yeah. team then. You, you, were, you were messing around. You had a bunch yeah. of dudes that could play and like there, that. And there's some more guys. That, yeah, it was pretty sick. It was. It was <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, Ryan, uh, what a week it was for you. First off, congratulations. Um, when Phil sent Sparky and I the text message that you made the show, I think my comment back was, um, holy cow, what a great story this is going to be. I said, now, kid, go out and win it all. <laughs> looking back <laughs> looking back at that week, what do you take away from that week and that show? I mean, I'm still uh, – I'm pretty uh, amazed by just what happened. I'm not, not sure it's really hit. Um, I just take away uh, all the people that reached out and supported me. It was really – it meant a lot just to see how many people actually had my back and were, uh, were behind me going into the show and, and after I made the show. So it was really cool. Let's talk about nerves. What were the nerves like going into your first PBA TV show? Obviously, your dad was a nervous wreck. I could tell that mm-hmm. just by watching. <laughs> um, so that that I know. Uh, but but how were you going into it? And then at, at what point did they kind of go away? I mean, you throw the first eight in the first game. They, I'm thinking they went away at some point. Maybe they came back later knowing you might throw a 300 on TV. But explain that whole process. Uh, I was I was pretty nervous. Uh, luckily, it wasn't my first time on a TV set or anything like that. Like a, I've had some college experience and some PBA doubles with Dad. Um, but yeah, I was super nervous. My hands were shaky. I was my legs were a little nervous. I was trying to do a, a good job of hiding it. I think you did. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Uh, it settled down a little bit after the, you know a five bagger. But I think it actually hurt me a little bit. <laughs> I stopped focusing as hard, so uh, not 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 focusing as hard. But you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you you're kind of on the same path that somebody that's just had a big breakthrough in the last year in the PBA tours had. Uh, AJ Johnson made the USBC Masters in 2015. You know, was top seed in that TV show, lost to Belmo, and. Uh, you know, that was AJ's big splash to the national stage. You've just now had yours with the Players' Championship. Uh, did uh, AJ happen to have any words for you before the show? Did you get a chance to talk to him at all? or you know, Because uh, he, he was kind of in your same shoes. Yeah, he didn't talk to me much. We had a little run-in in Sweden. Uh, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> oh, that's right. He that's beat you right. on the way of the title in Sweden, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Yeah, what a jerk yeah. you are. Why would you do that? We apologize to the show for Brylo. We, Sorry. We have to do it a lot. Oh, you're good. You're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah he, didn't, he didn't say much. There was a bunch of guys that said a lot of kind words. Belmo, uh, Vi. I mean, a lot of, all those guys were super nice. Bar reps were amazing, too. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool. Okay, so th- this leads to my next question, because we brought this up on our show last week when we were talking about mm-hmm. the show, about how it might be a little awkward to be a ball rep for you at this point, mm-hmm. uh, because you have your dad sitting right behind you with your mom, the Hall of Famers, behind you, but then you have your ball rep. And I don't know about you, but for me, when I was growing up, and you, I mean, got into this a little bit later, when I was growing up in bowling, I would tell my dad, dude, get out of here. Stop <laughs> talking to me. Just, I'll figure it out. Or I'd have a coach that, you know, that youth <laughs> bowling or whatever, that would help me. Uh, that's how I was. Like, yep. anybody but Right. My dad, I'll right. listen to, but my dad doesn't know nothing. I'm going to listen to somebody else. So for you, though, it's probably a little bit different because, I mean, you were you were talking to your ball rep or whatever, but then you were going to your dad, too. So what is that? What? How does that whole dynamic work for you? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Uh, well, it was pretty unique because throughout the week, Dad was bowling. So I actually I had the ball rep. Uh, Eric worked with me for a lot of the week. Timmy and, and Rob, they talked me through a lot of stuff. Um, but, like, my, me and my dad, too, I am very similar. I'm lucky uh, he's taught me most of the things he knows. And he's one of the greatest people, I think, to ever see the lane and the way he plays the lane. And his moves make the most sense out of anybody I've ever, like, anybody you talk to. So, uh, obviously, I want to talk to him if I can. And uh, I still value the, the bar reps information, but like his information means a little more just because the way he sees Wayne and the way we play Wayne's. I have a daughter, uh, Ryan, uh, who's uh, 32 years old, went through uh, high school bowling, college bowling, now into adult juniors, has won a few city titles in town. Um, she was very impressed on how you handle your father, staying on Sparky's point, how you turned around during the match and looked at him and said, okay, what should my move be here? Um, and so, um, of course, you guys are mic'd, and I think he said move one and one. And I use that same language with her. Um, are you more of the guy that you will turn to him for help, or is he more the guy looking at you saying, I think you should make this move uh, first? Um, for me, I, uh, I more just bounce my ideas off him. It's more of a confirmation thing. Uh, I actually, I think I suggested the one, but like, it's more like reassurance and, uh, gives you more of the ability to commit to the shot more than anything. You know, uh, it's not so much like he doesn't really like spark like random ideas or like moves. Uh, I'm pretty good about knowing what to move most of the time. I think, uh, yeah, it's just more of a confirmation thing more than anything. So who, who, uh, 
taught you how to how how to bowl. I guess from that aspect, because he ain't a two handed bowler. Mm-hmm. Um, and my kid is really small, and I bowl with one hand. I'm like, I'd love for him to bowl with two hands, but I have no idea how to coach him how to bowl with two hands. Right, Dwight over here, he's really old, so he doesn't bowl with two hands. <laughs> uh, Phil certainly doesn't. I could, so I, try, I can't do it. So, yeah. so how how did you start doing that? Did you have a coach doing it, or like how how did you how did that all begin? Uh, I mean, Dad really tried. Uh, a lot of the basics and fundamentals are the same. Uh, obviously, there's a, a next level to the two-handed, and that's when I, I'd reach out to Mark Baker. I'd watch YouTube. I watched a lot of YouTube videos over Simo, uh, True, Belmo, by uh, just seeing what they do in common and trying to apply it to my game. That's uh, that was the big thing. I think a lot of people can do a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of commonalities between the best bowlers. They all get their heads over the second step. Their fits are always out in front of them. Uh, there's a lot of key things. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you took to YouTube. So you're telling me yes, if I go on YouTube, yeah. I can learn how to teach my seven-year-old how to two-hand <laughs> bowl. It's that easy. Would you sit down and watch well, some YouTube and he'll? we can yeah. teach him that way? You could probably. Yeah, that's how I started. You could just YouTube like... Uh, Anthony Simonson slow mo, and then just watch what he's doing. Watch where his hands at. Watch his shoulder. I, yeah, that's how that's how it started wow. for me. Yeah. Well, he just met, we we mentioned videos on the internet. Now we mentioned Mark Baker, who's been coaching yep. Chris Barnes for years, and I'm sure has done some work with Ryan. Mark just came out with a whole video series on one-handed bowling and two-handed bowling and senior bowling that people yeah. can buy his videos from, and everything I've seen for reviews on it have just been spectacular. Like senior bowling, have, yeah, because we don't have the flexibility. I don't have the flexibility of a. Did Ryan you just Barnes. say we? He yeah. said we. <laughs> you got as much gray hair as the rest of us in this room here, so. and I have no hair. So <laughs> yeah. So, but it's uh, it, it's it's pretty. It's it's supposed to be a really good series that he's had out there and. Uh, yeah, you can buy the one hand, one handed bowling, two handed bowling. You buy them both, and then you get the senior bowling included for uh, for free for when we all get older. That's great. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it. So his videos are awesome. He's amazing. There was a segment that Sparky was talking last week's show about on how the young guys are coming out and having the success right away. Uh, compared to Pete Weber, compared to Earl, um, compared to Norm Duke, uh, as an example, they took those guys years. My answer was the the preparation today, and that, of course, is part of the video, but they didn't have college teams back then like Wichita State. Uh, how much credit do you give to those guys and Rick Steelsmith on getting you prepared for what you went through this last week? I mean, those guys have they're most of my foundation of my bowling. I spent uh, a lot of time in, in the rec bowling. That's where I, I spent most of my time getting better, mm-hmm. um, especially my freshman year early on with Al Keplinger, Biondo, uh, Riley Haw. There was a bunch of guys in Packy, Henrahan. I mean, my, my whole team pushed me. Uh, they were the reason I wanted to. They were the reason I wanted to get better so, uh, right away to be on that team. Um, yeah, but it's pretty amazing how, just how good the Wichita environment is to get better at bowling and just how smart uh, the coaches are and the players are. So, Okay, this leads yeah. to another good question. Uh, because I, I know from doing Sports Talk Radio forever, because as Phil pointed out, I have a lot of gray hair. Um, <laughs> I, I've watched you know famous athletes uh, have their kids come behind them, like Michael mm-hmm. Jordan's kids uh, are example. And I remember going to AAU tournaments and stuff, 
And these kids would just run their mouth at Jordan's kids. Like, you ate your daddy, da-da-da-da-da, and all of that type of stuff. And there, there's a lot of that mm-hmm. across all, right? And yeah. I'm sure Tiger yeah. Woods' kids, uh, Charlie, yeah. Charlie, he's going to yeah. get some of this as he comes up and so forth. So for you, you get to Wichita State. Was it, oh, it's Chris Barth's kid. He's going to be great. Here we go. Get out of his way. H- how was that interaction initially with some of these other guys that you know probably maybe didn't know you all that well? Uh, some of them were definitely like, oh my gosh, that's Chris Barnes case. But some of them were just like, you know, I'm just another person. I wasn't like overwhelming confident in her about bowling or anything. I knew I wasn't very good, especially going in. I was only like three months into bowling. So, hmm. uh, I actually, I was first man off the select team my freshman year. I couldn't make a spare. I could strike, but I couldn't make a spare. So <laughs> you're like major uh, league though with, uh, you, Joe Boo, where you couldn't hit yeah. a curveball, except you just couldn't hit a spare. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they didn't treat me too much differently. I don't think uh, they might have uh, taken a liking to me a little more because my dad was who he is. But yeah, it's pretty wild um, as you watch this whole process kind of go. You get through that first game of that Players Championship. You you throw the first eight. You know, you don't finish necessarily. So then what's your mindset? Now the first match is out of the way. Now you're in the actual tournament. I'm assuming the TV lights and all that, that's all now gone behind you. Uh, what's the mindset then going kind of into that second game as you work through that second game? Um, well, the mindset was just to uh, make one good shot at time the whole time. Obviously, it sounds simple and silly or whatever you want to call it. But and I, Obviously, I wanted to win. Uh, but I knew the left lane was getting tricky, so I just... And stay within my myself and my process in order to, and I knew Stu was gonna have a good look. Luck was very good and uh practice uh, I got lucky. He perhaps sevened. Uh yeah. <laughs> Te- technically, Ryan, what I ended up seeing, um being a ball a ball driller in town and owning a pro shop is um the question I was gonna wait for to ask all week was um, you had a good look with the 78U on the first game, of course. Then the lane started to become what I call tricky or wet-dry. Um, did you see that during the week, though? Uh, there was a clip of you obviously striking out to make the show, and you were still using the 78U. Was it the TV lights? Was it that environment? Why did the lanes get so tricky while you where you had to start looking into resin? Um, a lot of it was how they started the practice on the TV pair. Uh, Smallwood and Bill got... I think eight minutes before I went onto the pair, and they threw a lot of, uh, they only threw reactives the whole time uh, up to the right. So there was a lot of early hook and there was a lot of cliffs. Um, uh, based on throughout the week, I actually could just parallel in. I think I, what happened on the TV pair was I moved in and then I moved right into Vise early hook. And then I, uh, when I kept it in front of me, it didn't hook. And then I was, uh, I was a little nervous. I, I like, I tripped the four six and then I moved one and one left in it and it two pinned. Right. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and then I was just, <laughs> so then I was just like, okay, I'll move the one back right and just keep it in front of me. And then it hooked again and I tripped, I tripped the four, I tripped the big four out. And then I was a little, <laughs> I was a little lost after that. And then I was like, okay, I have to get off this spot, but it's not going to hook if I keep it in front of me. And if I get it right, it's going to overhook. So, um, yeah, it was a little different than what I saw the rest of the week. The right lane was fine. Uh, I made some bad shots on it the last game. But uh, that was more because of the combination. I was uncomfortable on the left lane. So, Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the net, the it's played. Tonelli, the Neistrup, he scores! 
before it's frozen in time. It's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So you're wrapped up in the players. You're eligible for the U.S. Open. You're in the main field for the U.S. Open that's coming up. You guys start qualifying on Monday with that. You would have had a lot of PBA Tour points with your finish at the players. And then this week on the PGA Tour, we had Nick Dunlap win as an amateur, and now he got an exemption for up through 2026 with that win. Uh, you kind of kicking yourself a little bit for maybe not having your official PBA Tour career start in Wichita? I mean, you're either going to have to try to get a bunch of points later yeah. in the year, which is going to be tough, or you're going to have to bowl those newfangled Tour trials that are coming back. Uh, towards the end of the season, because I would think that you're going to be trying your your hand on tour in 2025. Yeah, you know, as much as I wish I could have said, like, oh, I wish I got my card before the players, uh, it just wasn't very realistic. I want to win a national championship with my guys. Okay. I, have a, I have a semester of school left. So, um, yeah, sadly, I think I will have to do the tour trials, but... Um, Are you going to be bowling uh, uh, the Roth Holman doubles in Detroit with your dad coming up in April? Is that going to happen again? I, I will. I will be doing that. Okay, that'll be a lot of fun. Didn't know if that was a schedule conflict because odds are Wichita State's going to make the the intercollegiate team championships, and I know that's usually in April. So hopefully, that's not a schedule conflict. Uh, it's it's like a week or two before, okay. thankfully. So good. So how, how how's college, man? I mean, compared to high school, what, what's what's the life like? Um, college is good. Uh, it hasn't changed. Didn't change a whole lot for me. Um, just because. Uh, the COVID happened. I had a lot of online classes my first two years, and uh, I still have a lot of online classes. I'm in one class now and, and an internship. So uh, school's good. Uh, it's a little tough being away from the parents at times. You know, I, uh, I do appreciate them. A little homesick at times, but it's good. What's, uh, live, what's, the, in, what's, the, what's the internship for? Uh, I work down in the uh, uh, Radigan Student Center on campus with uh, Holly Harris. Uh, she's the women's head coach, and I do a lot of her behind-the-scenes stuff, like uh, stats, inventory, uh, tournament scheduling, that kind of stuff. Nice. All right, that's cool. I didn't know like if you wanted to be a sports talk host or you know what, he's a sports what, management what major. I know he, that what, what all he was wanting to do. Yeah. You know, depending on obviously you want to be a PBA bowler. I get all that. Are, are you uh, are you a big basketball fan, football fan, baseball fan? Yeah, I watch all those. Uh, not as much baseball, but definitely uh, uh, basketball and uh, football. Who are your teams? Uh, I'm a Chiefs guy, and uh, I'm a rain. Uh, oh. Chiefs guy and a Mavs and Chris Paul fan. Yeah, so, Chris Paul. Yeah, I figured uh-huh. as much of that. Yeah, uh, Mavs. Luca. Uh, what did you think of Luca uh, kicking out that fan the other night? <laughs> I don't know what. He, I think he was just taking out some frustration. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> yes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that was absolutely he's, he's, insane. He's funny. 
Yeah, yeah. A lot, yeah, no, lot, no. A lot of people forgot that years ago, your dad had actually a basketball match with Chris Paul. And they yeah. aired, they aired that on TV, right? It, I don't think it turned out too good for your dad. No, I don't <laughs> think so either. <laughs> hey, man, thanks so much for coming on, Ryan. Really appreciate it, man. And uh, good luck the rest of the year, and uh, good luck over uh, at Wichita State. And hopefully you guys win a championship. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Ryan Barnes, joining us on the Spare Time Bowling Show. Uh, all right, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Phil Briley, uh Dwight Aubrey, myself, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. There was Ryan Barnes. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, when we talk about Barnes and how he stacks up, and Phil would know this more than me and probably Dwight, who are the other young guns that are around his age uh, that may be that next group coming. Because back in the day when we were doing this on the radio, yes, for Spencer and a bunch yes. of these other dudes were young guns, didn't actually work out the way we thought it was going to work out. Right. Uh, so now, is there a, a group of guys around his age that you think might be really good coming together? Uh, one of his teammates at Wichita State, TJ Rack, uh, I think he has a really good chance as well. A uh, couple of, obviously, last year's Rookie of the Year, of course, Tez Shank had a pretty solid start at the Players' Championship. Nate Stubler, we saw on the show, he's in his second year. Um, God, there's just so many. You, you, look at the, you look at the competition in, in, in some of these college events, and you just go, you know, you get one kid with the, with the right ball in his hand and the right mental attitude for one week, and he gets his chance on tour, and he gets a win under his belt. Let me ask you this, because you follow college, Bullock. I certainly don't. Are a lot of these top guys, are you seeing them trying to get into the PBA Tour? Or is it like it always has been, which is, there's not enough money, I'm up, I'm out, see you later, I'm going to go do something else? I think you're seeing more than you have in the past. That's good. I, the PTQs have just been going absolutely insane. I mean, it was there were 80-some players in the PTQ for the for the players. I think there's 60-some coming up in, for the first Classic Division event in Mount Prospect, Illinois, first week in February. There's over 100 this week for the U.S. Open that are going to be trying to make th- make it through the PTQ on on Saturday, and it's a lot of younger names. It's not guys trying to hang on anymore. That type of thing, because that's what it was. And, it was right. a lot of older dudes, right? And I think some of the and some of the rules this year kind of helped with that too, because uh, it used to be you get an exemption in the main field if you were a PBA Tour champion in the past. Right now, it has to be you have to have done it in the last 10 years. So there's some players like Parker Bone the third that. You know, might, wouldn't wouldn't have that option anymore because it's been a while since he's won a, a title. Oh no, he won in the World Series in 2016. Sorry, so he he still would be eligible under that. But there's several other players that now have to bowl the main PTQ and uh, don't don't have that you know champions exemption anymore. That's wild. So but the name that Phil forgot it, and it, people come into the shop all the time, Sparky, and talk about it is Bones Kids. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen them bowl at all. That's why oh, I'm God. asking. Brandon's Brandon's a lefty. And his rev rate, he can hit 800. Is it Seriously. two hands again? No. One hand? Oh, yeah. he's got a backswing that hits the ceiling. And really? I'll, have to, I'll show you some. I'll find some video of him after So how old is he? Is he at high school? College. Oh, so he's at college too. He's uh, he's going to Weber International in Florida. And Justin's at uh, Savannah College of Art and Design. <coughs> so, and now uh, their younger sister, Sydney, is going to Vanderbilt, I believe, next year. Which is a big NCAA women's Really? Powerhouse. That's where uh, uh, Dell and Carolyn Doran Ballard's daughter goes. Oh, really? Alyssa, yeah, goes to Vanderbilt. Is she and, good, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She was on, on the show last year with her mom. So yeah. we looked at, because uh, Jackson is supposed to have city tournament uh, this weekend. Not sure if he'll be able to bolt because he ended up with a, a huge neck issue. We had to take him to the doctor earlier in the week. But 
Uh, so they gave us the list for Oak Creek. Mm-hmm. There are like 50 kids. There are 20 groups of siblings that are bowling. <laughs> yeah. 20 that have a brother or sister also bowling in city tournament with them. I mean, that is that is a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it goes back to this whole family thing. Because when I brought this up the other day about Jackson bowling or whatever else, I forgot who I was talking to, but somebody said, so who's the bowler of the family? I said, well, it's me. Yeah. They're like, oh, it makes sense. It's almost like it's expected. Like if your mom or your dad are into bowling and we're bowling, one of the kids, if not all of them, will end up doing the same thing. Um, and it's not as much anymore where mom and dad don't know how to bowl, but little Johnny wants to bowl and then takes it all the way by himself up without either parent doing it. Is, yeah. Do you find the same thing or no? Possibly. Uh, sure. I mean, I, well, I, I mean, th- look at your daughter. Right. Yeah. Um, I, we we de- I don't know. If you ask her, I, she's on the fence if you know, uh, she would have became a bowler or not. Uh, did we push her into it a little bit? Sure. I mean, because, I mean, the sport was always good to me. Right. You know, so I, I wanted to obviously see if she was interested in doing it and was good at it. And she's had success and was won uh, city titles. I, For me, I just think the the PBA is uh, alive and well with this younger group coming up. Uh, it's all about the future and what the hu- future holds. And this week was just truly, Ugh. this last week, special for Ryan Barnes. I just... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I had a question, and I had it during the interview with Barnes, and then amongst talking, I totally forgot. I wanted to ask him, all right, dude, you're at college, so what are we watching? How much are you watching stuff on your phone? How much are you watching stuff on app? How much are you watching stuff on over-the-air TV? How big of a deal do you think it is the PBA Tour needs to be with one of these apps? Like, that should have all been asked. Mm -hmm. But have no fear. This will not be the last time we have Ryan Barnes on, I don't think. No. Uh, I think I could foresee us having about a lot more uh, kind of going forward because you know that's that's the other thing that goes along with this you know obviously is how do you get in front of these young kids yep. to get them to want to bowl and so forth now in my house i'm watching it so the kids are watching it too because i have right. it on the tv yeah but in all these other households if they're not watching it obviously it's probably not on their tv film well how many kids subscribe to the tang you know the darren tang or the house or brad and kyle i mean they all have over you yeah. know six figures in subscribers yeah that they're following constantly and you know the, and these guys aren't you know slow on, on getting content out there either they they're keeping it fresh they're doing the stuff that you know other others in the sports really sports world should be doing to you know help bring bowling front and center you know it's more of the privateers that are doing it than than the actual organizations it seems like in a lot of cases i'm going to go on youtube i'm going to find out whatever the heck he said that uh thing was for two-handed bowling but you said I could buy a subscription of videos for two-handed bowling for Mark Baker. Is that what? Mark Baker just released uh, a lesson series, and yeah, he has a set specifically for one-handed bowlers, a set specifically for two-handed bowlers, and then a set specifically for senior bowlers. Right, and it's seven. It's like seventy-five bucks for the series, and everybody that I've seen 
by them have just been wild. I've seen guys, a couple of guys get on there and say, wow, I shot my first 300 in a long time or I shot my highest series ever after working on these things that Mark talks about for a couple of weeks. And yeah, I mean, he's one of the, he's always been one of the best in the game. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's a guy that be, if you get a chance to sit down and talk to him for an hour, man, it, it'd be, we should be get fun. him on the All show. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it would be good to get him or on Tim the show. Or Tim Mack, another one. Yeah. Because again, I mean, Look, with all due respect to what we have out there for coaches, a lot of them are older people that are out coaching in these right. centers and stuff. They don't know how to two-hand bowl. Yeah. I mean, they could do what he said, right? Instead of go on YouTube and then try and help a kid learn how to do it. But otherwise, you know, in order to get these kids better to where they have to be, who's coaching them? Yeah. And right. So you're you're really, to me, you know, if I'm a high school coach, I'm buying the Baker thing. I'm buying, yep. I'm buying the one-handed right. and I'm buying the two-handed yep. and I'm using them well, and I'm going to use them and figure it out, put it up on the laptop. Right. All right, here, this is what we're going to do. Watch this with me. All right, now let's go practice it. Well, that's why I asked Anthony Simonson when we had our interview with him when he was in town, um, what he's working on right now with his physical game, trying to get an idea out of him so we can then take and implement that to the local level. Right. He, of course, was talking that right away. He said he was working with Mark Baker. Right, and that's one of the bowlers you'll see in the two-handed video along with Belmo. Simonson. So Simonson, Belmo are in a two-handed video, and in the one-hander, it's Danielle McEwen, and now I'm sorry I'm blanking out on the, on the PBA Tour Pro. Maybe Marshall Kent? I, I, I'd have to go and look. But. Simonson and Belmore are two good two-handers to put in there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody knows who they are. Nobody's going right. to question the legitimacy of the two-handed bowling videos right. if those two are the guys. But you're right. We have to it. have coaches in the future because this two-handed style is not going away. It's just it's growing. More. Correct. Yes. You know, it's getting more and more. And it just the more that a guy like Baker is learning about it and just analyzing the physiological things that are part of the game. And, you know, it's it, it's no different than anything else in the past. I mean, in the 70s, if you dropped your shoulder, you taught you, you were yes. saying you're a bat, you can't do that, you're a bad Correct. bowler. Then also Mark Roth, Marshall Holman, all these guys are out there on the pro tour with a dropped shoulder. You know, it's just coaching's always they're always finding what's new and developing in the sport. And the big jump there with the two handers was it took some it took a lot of people time to catch up. It took Belmo time to catch up. You compare Belmo's 2009 form to what happened after we really started working at it in around 2012, 2013, where we really became successful. It's night and day. Mm-hmm. Really? The form yeah, difference. Oh, yeah. Out on the tour, yeah. And that's mm-hmm. a lot of coaching and help that he got with that to help develop the style. One, you know, he was one of the innovators of that style. Okay, so I'll be asking you this next question. Right. So for the two-handed bowling, how young is too young to start this? Because, you know, again... As a parent, I'm worried about physical ailments, right? You do this wrong, you hurt your back. You do this wrong, maybe you twist your knee or something. Yeah. Like that, to me, that is a concern that I have. Because again, going with my own kid, seven year old, he's yep. small. Um, so the two hander style work would work great for him because right. he needs more revs, right? Because he's not that strong. So from that aspect, I like it. The other aspect I'm concerned about is, you know, if he does it wrong once or twice, hurts his back or something like that. You were talking about it, Dwight. Last right. year, we, we visited about this. the right. older players having that same type of issue if they try to do it, and and unfortunately, it's just not been proven yet. No, nope. everybody's yeah. rolling. Belmont right. said he's been doing this since two or three, and he's seemingly okay with his back. Right. So um, the conversation obviously has come up, and I think at the end of the day, we were at that well, we'll wait and see attitude when these guys start getting into their fifties and sixties. Well, look at Walter Ray Williams Jr., one right. of the best of all times, and he realized sometimes to keep up with how the lanes transition to get more side roll and everything on his ball, he needed to go to a two-hander release. Right. And he's thrown it successfully in tournaments. He's thrown, I've watched him throw a 300 game in Minnesota during a PBA 50 event. Two-handed. Two-handed. Yeah. That is And they wild. were flush. That is crazy. Yeah. 
it's but it's 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 adapt or die here now and it's gonna continue yeah no doubt there's more guys on the 50 tour that are throwing ricky schistler is another bowler that's adapted and he's in his 60s He's adapted to throwing a two-handed style as well. Wow. He is uh, Phil Brylow, Dwight Albrecht, Steve Sparky Fiverr. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Spare Time Bowling Show. We'll be back at it again next week. Maybe we'll get Mark Baker. Maybe we'll yeah. get somebody else. We'll find out. We'll see what Phil conjures up. He's the one that always gets our guests for us, and I appreciate it so much. Uh, and uh, who knows? Maybe he has some exciting news concerning Phil Brylow in the upcoming. Uh, we got him set up on a phone call. Might have, some, <laughs> might have some cool stuff coming for Phil. Uh, so stay tuned for that as well. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Spare Time Bowling Show. Tell your friends, tell your family, whoever's uh, friends, uh, whoever likes bowling, PBA bowling, this is your podcast, right? Download it your Odyssey app or you download your favorite podcast at. Uh, enjoy your day. Toodles.